Hi, and welcome to Bebel Show. I hope you enjoyed our first podcast that went out last week. Today, I am really, really excited. We have invited Dee Corcoran of Chapter Fame, Chapter, an amazing design studio in Cork City. But as always, it's not about just the business, and um, we want to get the story behind Dee. And I found some amazing facts from this great show, but Dee will tell you all about it. So enjoy. Hi and welcome to Being Bell. Um, I'm very excited. I have someone very close to my heart here today. Um, Dee, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> have you done a podcast before, Dee? I have just done one before, but it was very different to this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mine's quite casual. This okay. is great fun. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, so I just wanted to get good people together, uh, find out a little bit about their story, because that's what interests me. It's always... I will say the story behind the smile or the story behind the business is what I'm always looking for. Yeah. So with that in mind, where did it all begin? For me, with Chapter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, For you? For me? Where did it begin with you? Oh, for me. Yeah, well, I I was born in Cork to a fabulous family. I'm really lucky. Um, I have amazing parents, like really lucky that way. Um, And I have a wonderful sister and two wonderful brothers. I'm a middle child. Okay, (laughs) we won't go into that. (laughs) I I I come from quite an academic family and I'm very creative and sporty. So I kind of didn't always fit the mould in, okay. in, in that and took me a while to find myself I think um, I was very lucky to find rowing when I was 14 and I think that was a real defining time in my life you know because it was my thing and it was the thing that I was like really really good at you know okay. yeah so I trained like a lot seven days a week three times a day and like loved every bit about it and um, yeah so that was kind of when I found my kind of thing I suppose yeah and where did you train rowing um, it was down in Shandon Boat Club. Yeah, a girl oh. in school one day just was like, you're tall. Do you want to come down? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I tried loads of different sports. But when I sat in that boat, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And isn't it like, funny? Some friends of mine have just got into it recently. No way. And, yeah. You know, in their 40s. And they oh, absolutely adore oh, it. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. I went back out in a boat last year after 20 years. And it was like... I just realised how fortunate I was to spend my kind of teenage years doing that. Yeah, and when you were rowing, were you rowing in a boat by yourself or you part of a team? Or? A part of a team. I have a terrible fear of drowning. <laughs> so. Okay, and you were rowing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I could never really scull because I was too afraid to be in a scull. That's a single boat on your own. Okay. But I'm good at sculling. I'm nodding. I didn't know what <clears throat> yeah, that was. Okay. I'm just nodding, yeah. Well, I'm good at sculling. It's, it's when you row with two oars, but I couldn't do it on my own. Um, okay. So it's very much a team sport. And um, so, yeah, I rowed in eights and fours and on a brilliant team. And we had loads of success. Like we all rowed for Ireland and stuff like that. Did so, you? Yeah, I yeah, never knew that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it was that right up to my leaving search. That's all I ever wanted to do yeah. was just row and row forever. <laughs> That's okay. what I wanted to do. And then in my leaving cert year, I got injured, which was really hard. Yeah. yeah. Looking back, I think it was a hugely pivotal thing to happen. I think now you'd probably get kind of maybe counselling for it almost because yeah. it was like every, like, I mean, one of my best friends turns 40 tomorrow and I'll always be grateful to her because she used to ring me and ask me to come to every disco and everything. And she knew I would say, I can't, I have a regatta. But she asked anyway and I'll never forget her for asking. But like you kind of, in school, I wasn't kind of following along with what people were doing because I was just so dedicated to doing the sport. And then it's gone. And like I didn't know what to do every day, you know, anymore. And I had nothing. And it was really hard. And then also it was my leaving cert year. Now what was I going to do? 
So, um, so I suppose it changed quite dramatically then for me. And how did you get through that? Um, I don't know. I suppose, I suppose luckily I was 18 and I found going out and having okay. a bit more fun. And I was after training so much. I suppose that was good fun. And like my friends were all still there. It's just that they were a lot of the rowing gang were just training every weekend in a way. And it was just kind of, you know, find my school friends. I suppose I, what I do think is pivotal or was an important night was my mum stayed up it was the CAO form and all I was going to do was rowing so really I had put no time into school and okay. I had no clue what I was going to do and as I said it was very academic a family and my sister had got like um, 10 A's in her junior cert and 8 A's in her leaving cert and I was coming up behind her and I suppose Show off. it was kind of hard <laughs> you know, she's just exceptional and um, I have one of those in yeah, my family yeah, <laughs> she's brilliant but so it was kind of hard you know I just didn't know what I was going to do and not from my own family but you had the pressure in school of kind of living up to that I think definitely from teachers yes. I was just saying like a teacher would say why couldn't you be more like your sister and stuff which is not a nice thing to say to a child so um, but my mum stayed up with me all that night of my CEO uh, when like the deadline was the next morning and um, we never went to sleep and basically I said I wasn't going to college that's what I said I was and they were fine with that and I think that was just I look back now and it's like if I don't try I didn't fail if you know what I mean like yeah. you know and I remember one of my coaches from rowing saying that to me and I was really cross at him but he was so right yeah <laughs> take that yeah so but then in the um August when I suppose I kind of had worked all summer in a chemist and I kind of was sick of grown-ups really like to be honest I was kind of ready to Chemist is good though isn't it? Don't you get to know all the local gossip in the chemist? Yeah, (laughs) yeah And like I realised how addicted to Salpadine people are Oh really? Yeah yeah. Yeah. But it was like they were lovely people but it's just I craved being with people my own age Yes So then I was kind of quietly in the back of my head kind of thinking we'll see about college you know and then the results came in and I, I had got this course designed for print and I hadn't a clue what I had to go up and find the book and I was like what is that and then I was like oh that sounds kind of good yeah and sure I just loved it from the minute I walked in there I just absolutely loved it loved everything about it yeah just and that where creative did you do side. that CIT okay yeah 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 and still like my other best friend is from there I met her on the first day there you know it's Amazing. just funny like it's great you know kind of how life joins you all up I yeah. think you know oh absolutely you just yeah. align with people I mean we all do it like yeah. like-minded people it's exactly it's You're drawn and to each other Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how long was that course? Three years. And um, after that, I got my first job in the Irish Examiner. So I came out of college and into my first job. And I was only talking about this recently, which was about how, because I had done other jobs. I mean, from the minute rowing ended, I got a job and filled up my time. And I had done loads of different things in retail and I just remember the first day sitting in the Irish Examiner going, oh my God, someone's going to pay me to do this. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was the best feeling because I loved design yes. and that was just brilliant. And I stayed there for four years, so it was great. Yeah. And, and in that, like, is that quite quick? I mean, obviously it must be quite quick turnaround, yeah. is it? Because late ads come in or late... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sharpens your... I think it was a great grounding to get as yes. a first job because it was highly pressured. There's kind of continuous deadlines every couple of hours because there's another publication coming. Okay. So you had to be super organised and then you had to like kind of design very fast yes. and give us get it fast, you know. So I really loved that. Um, but I was contacted then by the Irish Independent to set up a department for them. Okay. And I set that up and that was kind of cool but kind of just me. So that doesn't really yes. work. Like you need... People need holidays and people need do get sick and you need backup and stuff. So I suppose I kind of thought I had enough of that. And then I moved on to Dublin and that was cool. And I liked Dublin for a while. I really did. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You know, 
Um, it's great. And How I've, long were you in Dublin? Only for about two years and I okay. moved out of um, my parents' house and in with my brother and sister. So to be honest, I've never really lived with anybody okay. that wasn't family, yeah. which I think has its pluses and minuses really. But it was a great time for all of us, I think. It was kind of, yeah. it was nice that I got to live with them as adults too, I think. I oh, enjoyed no, that. Because they're so different. I, I know I, I left home at 16, so yeah. my third younger sister... I'd never actually lived with. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Um, so actually, my fourth younger sister, Claire, so she moved over to work for me in Ireland and we actually had never lived together. So we didn't really know each other, really. Yeah. But what was fascinating was we'd obviously, you know, same mum and dad. So we had the same morals, the same opinions. Yeah. You know, everything was instilled so strongly in us. We were so similar. Yeah. Yet so different. You probably had the same habits. Very similar. Like, we don't look alike, but if we talk, people know we're sisters. Yeah, same with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Although she talks like that because she's got a Welsh accent. But but people know expressions and... Mannerisms. Yeah, Yeah. the way we move. Yeah. But uh, no, so I think it is nice. So you moved up to Dublin for two years. Yeah, and that was great. And I had a job in the RT Guide, I suppose, which was amazing. amazing, Kind of pre... um, Bust, I suppose. Pre-recession. And there was loads of budgets and... um, I remember I was paired with an editor and she just walked it. We were interviewed separately and she walked in that door and I was like, we just clicked amazingly. And so it was really exciting. We'd get like three weeks to turn around a whole magazine and it would be like, we'd wow. be basically given it's about sport or it's about fashion. And we would concept the whole thing and, you know, f- you know, define what the trends were that season or whatever was needed, you know, um, style the photo shoots deal with the photographers and then design the magazine and yeah. ed- she'd edit while I'd be designing and we worked through the night sometimes and stuff and it was just a brilliant kind of I don't know it was a brilliant time it was a great job really Absolutely. it wasn't much you missed um, but I suppose it, what I realised was it was very far out and most people drive to work there so there was like I'd moved up and you know there was no kind of after work drinks and there was no kind of that so while it was a great job it was kind of isolating too yes. in terms of making a network of people for yourself you know like yeah. Anyway, and I'm probably just a terrible home bird. <laughs> so I came home. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. But every taxi man in Dublin, when I would sit in, they would say, Where are you from? And I'd say, Quark. And they'd say, You'll go home. Yeah. Every one of them. It's funny. Yeah. Well, I have this conversation with people all the time. I just think Cork is an amazing city. And um, when I moved to Cork, and I've lived a lot of places and moved around a lot, but when I moved to Cork, I moved home. Yeah. Yeah. That I, was well, it. I, I always just think, I like to be honest, I forget you're not from Cork. <laughs> I no, think I you're do so too. Cork. <laughs> I do yeah. too. Yeah. I always um, like. I think everything. Well, I'm Welsh, so the red of Cork is the red of Wales, yeah, and yeah. it just sits perfectly. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah. But yeah, no, I never felt like I was moving home like I did when I moved to Cork. Yeah. It's just an amazing city. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So you yeah. came home yeah. and what did we do? What did we do? So I got a job in a great agency that no longer exists, but I suppose I spent five years working there and that was on... Um, the Super Value account and it was yeah. a really great time because it, well not maybe great time but I suppose it was the landscape was changing a lot you'd Lidl and Aldi coming into the market and you'd Tesco and it was really competitive so I suppose just I think what I learned working on that was just I learned brilliant things you yeah. know across that five years really and they're a great company to work with and you know it's really fast paced and I kind of like that so yes. um, but it was really it's really strategic I mean it's you know it's not design, it's design with a purpose. You must achieve with this design. So, and okay. also they're so busy, I think, um, that I really honed my um, 
ability to fight for something because you you know if you've really felt strongly for something you know and they were great to work with that way and always willing to listen and when you say you know each design needs to bring a return per se how do Mm. they gauge that how do they yeah well it's really hard in a in that world I suppose to do that but um, I suppose for us if we're designing brands now I mean it is you just see the loyalty I mean you see you know I suppose yeah, when you, I suppose when you're starting a business and there's loads of factors, it's hard to know which one of them is the right thing. Yes. But I suppose kind of now it's easier to track with social and stuff. Yeah, you can no, just absolutely. see that people are engaged. And I suppose the engagement is what you're, you know, yeah. and I suppose um, cash in the drawer is what matters. Big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, Everybody's looking for what yeah. works. I think when it works, it just, you know, it does work. And, and it's not hard to prove that it's worked. Yeah. I've never really had to oversell it. So. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always handy. Yeah, yeah. And so after that, is that when you made the decision yeah, to go for so yourself? I, su- I suppose then um, I was pregnant with my little boy um, and it had been like a long journey to get pregnant, I suppose. Yeah. That was the thing. And I was working 60 hours a week and I just couldn't imagine when I would have this gorgeous little baby, I was going to leave him, you know, and that's not judging anybody else who does because I think it's totally different. And actually prior to that, I really didn't want to be a working mum and now I know I could never not be. Okay, (laughs) You know, so it's just funny your preconceived notions prior to that. But I did know that because I live in Middleton, I didn't want to be rushing every day at six. And also I didn't want to be offloading work onto somebody who didn't have kids and making them stay because that job required an awful lot of overtime. So... I had never done a foxer. That's really unusual. Like most designers do like a bit on the side or something. And I never had. So I I still think it's mad that I did it, you know. But basically I spent, I suppose, after I had Hugh, um, I I don't think I really had a maternity leave. Like I spent the whole time trying to figure out what I was going to do. And a foxer's a cash in hand under the table. A mixer. Mixer. And having a few, yeah, having a few clients of your own somewhere. I didn't have any of that. Okay. Yeah. So I was kind of walking away. I suppose that was 2012. And they, I mean, that business had made people redundant. And I was told my job was there. And it was a big decision to leave it, you know. But I kind of, I don't know. I think that's really interesting that kind of um, I would never have done it for me, but I would do it for him. You know, did anybody apart from um, your son, obviously, but did anybody else help you with that decision? Mm. Did you look for advice from anywhere or did you just go with your gut? Yeah, I just kind of knew I could do it myself. I think nobody really knew how to if I should. Like, I think most people I kind of knew, like, to be honest, my dad, I think, would have always loved to have been self-employed. And my mum would say she's the cautious one. So, yes, my mum was definitely telling me to to be cautious. (laughs) But I kind of kind of trusted myself. I don't know why, because I probably never had. I didn't like I would think my confidence has excelled massively since I definitely lacked confidence still at that point. But I just knew I needed better balance. I knew I needed to. And I had done a year of account management prior to having Hugh. So I kind of knew the figures and stuff now. And I kind of was like, okay, if I could turn around this, I'd be okay. And that is exceptional. That's very quick growth for a very small business. Yeah, And I worked really hard and crazy long hours. And um, I would struggle to do it now. But I think I had the fear. And I think when you start a business, you should have the fear. And it was... That was what drove me and got me. And I literally worked like round the clock. Like yeah. it wasn't easy. I wouldn't want anybody to think that was easy. It was like really hard, oh, you know. And yeah. I think that you're right in that fear statement because quite often people say, what would you do today if the, if you yeah. had no fear? But actually a little bit of fear is good. But that's what like makes you stay up till 3am yeah. to finish that job because you want, you want this. 
Absolutely. You know, and I suppose I was quite lucky. I got two quite big clients early up and then I couldn't leave one of them go because it was, you know, and probably one would have sustained me. But if I, what if they were gone? Yes. So you live in this kind of fear. But I suppose what I realised quickly, very quickly, was when I started to go out and meet people that I really did. I suppose I just grew in confidence because I knew I wasn't bluffing them. The last thing I'd ever do was bluff somebody. So I kind of knew I, I knew what I was talking about and that over time and then you'd create the piece of work and then they'd get traction for it and then they wanted more work and then that grows your confidence so I suppose that was great and then on the other side like I did manage to not really ever have Hugh in much childcare I mean very minimal until he went to school so you know um, but that like that meant working till like all hours Sundays Saturdays in the shower, basically. Yeah. I used to do so much work in the shower. <laughs> I would, because I'm a visual person, I'd be like, right, that's what I'm going to do for that project. That's what I'm going to do for that. And I'd crack it. Yeah, yeah. Or I could be pushing the buggy and walking the dog and I'd be doing the design in my head. And then when I would come back, I just needed to sit down and actually do it. Yes. But I would know what I was about to do. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of way. So I was really good with my time. <laughs> yeah, and actually yeah. I always have a, pa- a, ped, uh, a, ped, a pen and a pad by the yeah. side of the bed yeah. because I'm dreadful thinker myself. Yeah, same. Yeah, I say dreadful thinker. Why do we do that to ourselves? It's a good thing. It's a great thing. Um, I'm always thinking, always, always yeah. thinking stuff. So if that takes over my dreams, I yeah. need to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. So I write it down and move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and now with the phone out of the bedroom. <laughs> well, now I only figure it, like, well, I'm really, now after last night, I'm like, two nights ago, I, tur- I had no phone. I slept yeah. for nine hours. Yeah, and yeah. last night, I just got back into the habit of, and I had a shocking night's sleep. So that's it now. Phone yes. out of the bedroom. Yeah, no, and it's and hard. Crazy. I wean, I wean myself off it every few months and yes. it sneaks back in and then I have yeah. to remember to do it again. Yeah. But it's so worth it. No, it is. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm all in yeah. there. There will be no phone tonight. And so do you still mm. have the two big accounts that you had when you first started yes. yeah. you still work yeah. with them yeah. isn't yeah. that we still fantastic work with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no we've had a lot of loyalty I suppose yes. yeah I have found um, uh, most of my clients no yeah. different to you have ended up friendly yeah. um, we've ended up friends and I, I think that's the great thing like I suppose what actually where that came from for me was that if I was going to be away from Hugh which I had to be I was going to enjoy it yes you know what I mean and I was going to work with people I liked and I was going to um, enjoy my time with them yeah and I suppose I was quite a social I'm quite a social person and really I suppose in the middle of it I ended up a single mum so I was working you know very late at night all night and then if he was in childcare I was tied to the house so I was kind of like could never really leave the house Yeah. No. so if I got out for work like yeah. <laughs> I was really yeah. delighted to be out and there and, I'm going yeah. and then I got to know people I suppose quite well but you know I mean it's a very professional working environment with a, a lot of people but it's just they know I suppose yeah if, if, if they need something we will do it yeah. and, and we accommodate people and you know so I suppose that's you know and vice versa. So it's yes. been great loyalty there, yeah. And becoming yeah. a single mum then and mm. your business was still growing. Yeah. And then you made the big move, I suppose, well, you know, from East Cork into the city. Yeah. But How there was did a, you find that? Well, there was a big transition for us. Yeah, like it was a really hard time in my life. and But work was the answer. Work yeah. was the answer to everything. It was... Um, stability um, it was a future for Hugh and so I just put myself more into work when I could you know and I worked every single hour and then when my little boy would be gone to his dad then I would work yes every one of those minutes and I yeah. would make it work for me you know so I suppose um, and then it came to a point where I had an au pair in the house and um, you know three people coming into my house and I was like 
I'm really, really patient until the day that I'm not. And then I was like, oh, my God, I, I cleaned the house for people to come to work. And I thought there's something wrong with yeah, this no. picture. Yeah. So we took a lovely studio in Middleton and that was great. And that served us really well. And I suppose it was kind of I remember saying to one of my clients um, who were who were you know, super value, like they're a major client thinking, yes. oh, like I was working out of a bedroom and they're like, we never cared, yeah. you know, but to me having a studio mattered actually. And it did, it did change how I perceived the business, you know, um, and that was really exciting. And um, yeah, and so that, that I mean, we had growth there um, and then we outgrew there, I suppose. Yeah. And then last year we made the move. Yeah, now we have a huge studio and I suppose the team have grown to nine. Yeah, which is mad. Yeah, so it's like really wonderful people. Like they're just and like so. I think I still have the same principle. Like if I'm working, I want it to be fun. So if you're in, like it's only you're only in because I'm mad about you. (laughs) Like you know that kind of way. No pressure. Yeah, no. (laughs) But like I do really like everybody that we work with. Like it's great. Such a difference when you spend and when you're passionate, like you are about your work. It's so important that the people that you work with are of the same ilk. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can't like have tension like that. Like I've worked in creative spaces that did. Yes. And it just doesn't work. I mean, it's a barrier to creativity. You have to all gel and you have to like work as a team and. I don't know, you have to kind of minimise any of those stresses because otherwise you can't create, Yeah. you know, so it's just hugely important. Like, so, and also just you want to work with nice people. But like, I mind that, like I yeah. do, I, I it's, it's not something I take for granted. I, I make sure that we cultivate a great atmosphere. You yeah. know what I mean? That's really important. And running business, I know myself, there's there's bits I love, there's bits I yeah, hate. Yeah. If there was the bit that you could chuck in the can, <laughs> which is the bit that you Finance. just like. But I do yeah. largely give as much yeah. of it over as I can. <laughs> like I've given most, I, like, I, you know, look, if you're creative, you're most likely. Yes. You know, I'm never, I think it's a positive in that, like, it's never about money. Yeah. I'm driven about the project, the, you know, but obviously you know I did profit and growth course last year you know it is about money it's about money because you want to give the team you have career progression it's about money for loads of reasons and it's about money because we value what we do and we're entitled to get paid for it so um, it's probably the bit I least like but I've learned in the last year you actually can't handle if you hate it you probably should be doing doing it it. yeah I know yeah because I've tried Yes, <laughs> I've tried to hand it over and I do hand over like loads of it. And I'm so lucky to have such a solid team that way. Yeah. But like if I don't pay attention to it, well, what's the point? Like I, I have to join it all up. Yes. You know, maybe those bi-monthly accountant meetings. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like make them visual for me. Make yes. them exciting. And, and it's funny, yeah. isn't it? I'm yeah. a visual learner. Oh, that's that's basically it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, when I first started teaching reformer Pilates, it's verbal. Yeah. So for me to learn how to teach that and... It was really difficult for me, and I see that when when I'm teaching people, sometimes but they're they're constantly looking at me. Yes, and I'm like, it's verbal, not visual, and they're like, oh, this is really difficult. It is, yeah. But actually, it gives you time for yourself. Yeah, when you're not comparing or looking at other people. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Um, sometimes the way we learn, we just have to tweak it. Yes. To make it work for ourselves better. Yeah, which I think as, I mean, the longer and, and the older and wiser we get, I think knowing your weaknesses yeah. and kind of working on them and, you know, or, or cementing them with somebody yeah. who doesn't have that weakness is like the wisest thing you can do, really, yeah. you know. 
Um, yeah. I don't need to work with anybody bossy in the office. <laughs> Just really analytical people. <laughs> so that's... I really organize people for me. Yeah, big yeah. time. I just look at my yeah. weakness and I'm like, I need to find that person yeah. 100%. Yeah. And actually, recently I was doing interviews at one of the universities, mock interviews, and this guy came in. He was very vibrant and a real driving force, you know, and I was like, what kind of people do you like to work with? And he went, people like me. And, and I was just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> you're going to yeah. find out. I said, yeah. this, you know, he will find out soon enough. Yes, he's that going to clash with people like him. Absolutely, yeah. you know, if yeah. you, you surround yourself with drivers, you, you drive yeah. in one direction and that's away from each other, I think. Yeah. So so true. So, yeah, it was really interesting mm. to do that, actually, recently um, and to see how sort of young brains back where I was, you know, 30 years ago and go, God, yeah, I, I probably thought like that too, actually. And we probably totally did. Yeah. That's the best thing about getting older. I know. <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. love getting older. Oh, I love getting older. I think it it's is best, brilliant, isn't it? The be- I just turned 40. It's the best thing ever. I know. And you had a great party. I did have a great party. It's I was brilliant. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was such a good night. Um, yeah. But yeah, I loved I loved turning 40. Yeah. Um, now I'm waiting to turn 50 and I'm really excited you about do it. Not, like you just, it's just mad that you're going to be 50. That's I know. Like mad. I, I, and I actually asked my mother the other day, you know, when do you feel your age? She's like in her mid-70s. And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, so when do you actually feel your age? Because I still think I'm 25. And yeah. she's like, oh, you never do. Oh, and she was so, so matter of fact, you know, she was just like, no, you never do. She goes, I still in my head, I'm in my 20s. I'm still a child. There's still people that talk to me that make me feel like a child and some people that don't. And it's only your body that fails you. That's, and that's what keeps you young. Like I have this amazing aunt who's 98. Yeah. And she said to my dad recently, um, should we won't bother having the 99th? Now we'll have the 100th party. Wicked. And like her 90th was epic. You know, okay. and like I, so I'm like I want to be her. Like I can't wait for the hundred. Yeah. You know, like she's incredible, but it keeps you young. I think absolutely. Yeah. But Hugh the other day said he's seven now since December. He's like, but I still feel six. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> so cute. I'm gonna tell him he's never gonna feel his age. Oh, that's and actually, yeah. do you know what? Actually, my nieces, um, my brother-in-law's gr- uh, grandmother, so their great grandmother passed away um, the other day, and I said to my sister, "Are the girls okay? One is seven and one is four. And she said, "Yeah, they're okay." The seven-year-old Lily is a little bit upset, but Annabelle is grand. Yeah. Um, but Annabelle turned to my mum, and she just, my mum said to her, "You know, are you okay?" And she said, "Yes, yes, I'm fine." She said, "You're not going to die anyway, Granny, because you can run." <laughs> And so my mum said she makes this conscious effort to do a little bit of running yeah, in yeah. front of her every day. So to prove to her I she doesn't know. have to be worried. Oh, but she that's, that was the only thing. She just thought yeah. because she was slow in herself, that's why it happened. That's when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, they but yeah. have an amazing ability to cope. Yeah. Oh, they they're unbelievable, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Just class. Yeah. But I love that. I still feel sick. I still feel sick. So that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that story. Like, where do you see chapter now for you? Uh, for me, uh, it's still like just this shining light in my life that I just love so it's much. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I love it. Um, it's getting bigger, and you know, sometimes like it's so accidental. Like I didn't set out to do this at all, and then I suppose you have to at some point take hold of it and go, okay, what am I doing? So we've a lot of plans, and we've diversified so much. You know, um, I think the main thing I learned from my career was. Um, so many people fear change yeah. and particularly in the industry I'm in you cannot fear it because it's coming I mean it's so guaranteed and so just kind of I suppose we're really adaptable 
and loads of things that we were like one higher away from moving into that way or that way yeah. and everything's on the table and when the guys bring me ideas or I, I just feel very open to anything um, but I suppose we've diverse like we do a massive amount of video content now and digital work we're doing amazing websites we've been very quiet about that but we've done huge builds yeah. um, you know um, I suppose like we're, our interior work is really growing so I suppose all of that's really exciting and for me it's about like people I can trust and I just love coming up with the ideas and like they're and really great go. yeah they're great at like executing yeah, them all yeah. you know and it's just understanding um, you know how the threshold how much we can cope with you know and keep the standards at the same you know that's so important so like we're known for I suppose brand yes. you can never let any of the other areas dip below that so that's yeah. a really high benchmark for everybody and I'm probably a really hard taskmaster that way like you know there's she no, says with a big grin yeah, on her you know, face I'm probably like low on um yeah, like praise because I expect such a high standard. But then okay. at the same time, I never give out to anybody either. Yeah, do you know no. that kind of way? So I, I think it evens out. There's a I happy hope. medium. Let's hope, yeah. There's a yeah, happy medium. But I do think like that the team are fantastic and we're doing really good stuff. Like that even I, where you're based, like... Oh, it's uh, the best. I love it. Oh, yeah. South Mal yeah. and Cork is thriving. Yeah. And you, I, I don't know if you feel... I just get like a feeling in my gut when I walk into the city and yeah. that these businesses are just thriving and getting bigger and I think it's a really exciting time. It's a really exciting time. I think I'm back where I belong because like, I spent nine years working in the city you know yeah. and it kind of I just love I, I do love um, the energy and yeah. I do I, I don't know I love it like I love parking the car and just being here yeah. and I suppose prior to moving up here I was coming up for a meeting in the morning and then we'd have a meeting in the afternoon and there was no point in going back and it was just loads of I ended up loads of time in cafes just hanging yes. around. I love kind of having a place now to kind of come yeah. you know and I suppose we love the studio it's fab. Like, so, so it's great. amazing yeah, so it's such so a cool. great story yeah. it's fab and it's it, it's just so nice and, and most of the people I speak to all do something that they actually love yeah I think you'd have to love it I mean somebody said to me recently which is the truest thing I ever heard is probably we're the only people who work 80 hours a week so we don't have to work 40 I mean the, yeah. you know the whole reason yeah, I did yeah. this was to have balance with you yeah. um, and that's never changed you know so like if it, I, like everything stops if he needs me you know that kind of yes. way and luckily the team keep it going or whatever but I suppose it gives me that flexibility yeah. it's still way more pressure <laughs> and it's way no, more absolutely. hours and it's way more things but luckily I absolutely love it so yeah. you know yeah, you, I mean, you have to, don't you? You have to love but it. But find something that you love to and do you, and you'll work the hardest you'll work for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was at this um, design leaders conference last year and there was a guy who was doing visualisation and he was asking people to close their yes. eyes and, um, you know, imagine, you know, you're 70, you can't leave your job, you know, the economy is, cra- you know, and, and what you feel like. And I'd been chatting to this girl all day and when we opened her eyes, she turned around and she went, you're happy out, are you? <laughs> Kind of, you know, but I was like, I don't ever want to retire, really. You know, like no. I, I don't see me, myself like I just would yes. like to always I don't see myself doing 40 to 80 hours yeah. a week either. But like I, I, I just I, I love it. I can't imagine a time I wouldn't yeah. want to do it. You know, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I, I'm i the same. Like I don't envisage I I can't see an end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't see the end. It's just something that I well, want to keep changing. Keep going. Like, yes. It won't look like this in no, another absolutely. 30, 40 years. But I mean, it's scary what it looked like 10 years ago and what it looks like now is exactly. just completely crazy yeah. if you yeah. actually sit down and actually think about it. Yeah. But it, bear in mind um, the, the title of the podcast and, 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 you know, being beautiful. What does that mean to you? I think... Um... I suppose, yeah, it's such a personal thing, isn't it? It, is. it? it really is. I suppose for me, I probably never, ever 
ever believed I was beautiful in any way till I was about 36. And that makes me sad now. I think it was like such a waste of a life, you know, and I look back on photos and I think I probably was. So at times, you know, and I didn't I didn't need to feel the way that I maybe felt. So I suppose now I kind of embrace it. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I can see, I think I used to look in the mirror and see features I didn't like. And now I look in and I see the things I like. And I think that's a really healthy exercise, you know, maybe say, well, you know what, I have great hair and like focus on the things you like. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to end up feeling. Um, and I imagine that's really hard for young people right now when they're on social media. It must be so hard to be that vulnerable age. Like, it's, I love social. It's a really a positive place for me as I don't feel any comparisons and I'm happy out in my own life. So I'm not looking at it. And it doesn't. But I imagine if 15 year old me was looking at it, what would I feel like? You know, so I think that's hard. But I think ultimately sure like we're over the 40 bracket now it's all no, down know. you know so really it's about um, now we just get hotter <laughs> it's about I think being comfortable in your own skin really yeah. I think that when you're comfortable in your own skin that's the most attractive thing you I know, know what I mean and I was and saying like, it's a really other... hard thing to achieve it is and it takes yeah. us ages to do yeah. it and it's yeah. such a shame that it takes such a long time it does yeah um, I think it's like that full circle yeah of how you you know when you when you're a kid you just feel amazing and then you get back there but it just takes it takes so long I think that 25 years teeny, in the middle yeah. <laughs> yeah and I don't know I've met some amazing young people through chapter you know who've come through and I, and I think maybe some of them actually have a lot more confidence than we would have had yes. and as long as it's not a pseudo confidence I think that's like brilliant yeah. you know I actually love seeing them kind of confident in themselves yeah. like you know I think it's really I think great. we all we all have that question in ourselves don't don't yeah. we and it, it's it, like I, I'm a big fake it till you make it yeah, sort of thing yeah. I was doing a fashion show actually in Limerick there last week and I they put me in a dress I'd never wear this dress in a million years it's just not me yeah. and I and I'd moved house I had no hairbrush and no makeup. And when I got there, there was no makeup and no hair. Oh, no. Okay. So I literally borrowed someone's makeup bag, shoved my head in a ponytail, put this dress on, which was actually lovely, but I just never wear it. Stuck on some heels, which, you know, I only ever wear trainers. Yeah. And I put my hands on my hips and I walked out and thought, sod it. Yeah. And this woman said to me after, my God, your confidence. And I was like, inside I was crying. Because yeah. <laughs> inside I was just like, this is horrendous. But no one knows me, so I don't care. Yeah, and uh, yeah, God, I had an experience like that years ago, and it was really traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> I nearly sprinted up and down. But, oh but, my God! But I, I think I said to my mum recently at this thing, and, and she, I said she was fit to kill me by the end of the weekend, and I don't know why I kept saying it, but I was like, oh, look, did the sky fall out? Like, yeah, fall down. Like you know, I think you just have to sometimes take that attitude, yeah. really, like that we over. We do make something into a big deal, and really, like you know, it's it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. Really, one and way it or is. Other. I always say, did anybody die? Yeah, same actually, yeah. one of my um, I work with quite a lot of young people, and I do find they can be dread, you know, get really bad anxiety yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. one day, I said to one of the girls, I could see her getting a bit stressed because we had an issue, and and I said to her, you must stop. And she was like, and I said, look, I'll be completely honest, unless you burn the place down or sleep with my husband (laughs) we're all okay and she was just laughing and I said but really that's the big scheme of things like I'm really no one died it's fine yeah yeah um, it's a real I think it's a real pro- I've suffered anxiety yeah. myself like it's a real problem these days and I, I don't know the answer to it but slowing no. down probably is I and think I so. don't want to ever slow down so that's the problem so, but yeah. you know you, we're all rushing around self care like and, and yeah. a lot of people used to call it being selfish I think it's essential yeah like what do you do for your self care oh my god okay 
currently it needs a bit of work but um, well things that I do do now that I definitely yeah. didn't do years ago I do always get my hair done and I do always get my nails done and I enjoy both of those experiences because they're quite social and I yes. like them um, not always the nails not always they don't always not work always out always I want nails. that colour I love that colour <laughs> um, but um, so I suppose I always do that I, I do personal training and um, I suppose yeah I'm not the best on it I want to do more yeah. you know I definitely I've learned to be more mindful I, okay. like last year if one more person said mindfulness to me I felt like I might actually hit them um, but what I realised was what it actually ended up being for me was that like right now here I am in this room with you and I don't need to do anything else Yes, I was never probably going to be this sitting down cross-legged somewhere and Met, like as much as yeah. I would like to be I think I'm too high energy for that or something I always say, it's a struggle I, I, for me I like the idea Yeah, I'm holistic I'm just not that holistic Th- yes whereas I think that if I'm like okay so today you know like I I think it was the day I went back out in the rowing boat after 20 years yeah. and was like oh my god this you know and all I had to do that day was just row that boat you know and it's a lovely feeling and when have you gone just, back out in that boat well see the reason I had to give up was yeah. my knee and okay. like it's never going to be right it's, it's really is still a problem probably going to get worse as I get older but yeah. you love being on the water or is it the feeling uh, no well, see oh yeah so I'd love to kayak so that's the goal I want a boat like that Brilliant. would be my lifetime goal like okay. I want I don't. I think for an island we just don't spend enough time in yeah. the water but um, I'd love to kayak more but there is something about a rowing the speed in a rowing boat and in a crew that's good <laughs> You could go out there tomorrow and it could be horrific if people okay. but it's when a crew have trained together and yes. like know each other and you roll like at the speed it goes up, you know. And like look that day it was flat cam and the sun was shining, it was like every, all the ingredients. It was and just can perfect. you not be the person that sits at the front and doesn't cox, Yeah, I used to be the cocks. Yeah, that's not that much fun. Is <laughs> yeah, it not? No. And the river the river is so busy now. I mean that's exciting to see. Like yes, when, no, when I, I always drive roll, past, it's amazing. Um people who say, Do girls roll? Like that's what people you say. Whereas now I think like it's amazing how much the sport has come on, you know, yeah. and, and the interest and the funding behind it now. It's amazing. No, we used it to is row lovely. out in foreign woods like and we do shipping container like and now there's like the whole, you know, international rowing station there, so it's amazing. So amazing. I need to check if you started kayaking. In yeah, the next hold of me accountable. I will. I'm yeah. gonna hold you accountable. Okay, yeah. Because we're gonna have an amazing summer this summer. Yes, I took you kayaking last year and that was like the best. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a brilliant place in Roscarbury. They have wild water in Cardiff. I'll take you there. Oh my God, let's go. I might watch because you wear, I'm, um, I'm scared of You can of wear a life jacket. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> I might watch and wave. You can't wear a life jacket. But it's an amazing place. Yeah, it's an amazing yeah. place. Okay. Brilliant. Let's do that. We're going to do it. Okay. I want you to take a question out okay. the bowl. Now, okay. I, these have come from your predecessors. So okay. let's see what they've said. What was the best piece of advice you were ever given? Oh my God, that's such a hard one because I feel like I should know this. What's the best advice? Did it come from a colleague? Yeah. Did it come from a teacher? It probably came in a counselling session where it was like red flags were everywhere and why didn't you see them? And my thing would be see the red flags. That was probably the best advice. And do you see them or do you feel them in your gut? I, I think you need to see them. Yeah, they're there. Like if you look, yeah. You know, but if you don't look, you, you, I mean, things happen to yes. you that shouldn't happen. And so I you think need sometimes to we can ignore them, can't we? Massively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like I wouldn't now. Yeah. And then sometimes you can overcorrect and be now looking for red flags. So you have to be careful. It's a fine line. Fine, fine, line, fine line. line. But probably, you know, if they're there, see them. Perfect. That's what I would think. And Next that's what, question. Okay. We'll do okay. one more. I love. I love the fact that people are leaving these questions. What gets you up in the morning? Oh, I'm such a morning oh. person. I'm just, I'm like, ding, way yeah. awake, let's go. I've never had a, 
Uh, usually it's huge though, if I'm honest, yeah. at 6am. Like, please, <laughs> mum, get up. Like, so I don't get much chance to lie in. But um, yeah, that's okay because I'm a morning person, really. I, I kind of, right yeah, I usually just... I don't know. I'm usually kind of excited to get up. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same actually. Yeah. I'm full, of, but yeah. I'm a night person as well. Actually, I am too. Yeah, when <laughs> I when I was young, guys to go kind of from the night into the morning, and I'd be just as happy. But, yeah, um, yeah. Dee, thank you. Yeah, so much for coming in. I just love having the chats. I've learned some new stuff about you. I am going to keep you accountable. Okay, Chris. And I'm going to make sure if we get to the end of the summer and you're not in that kayak, okay, then I'm booking it. It <laughs> okay. really is that simple. Okay, brilliant. I wanted to ask you if you could leave us with um, oh, yeah. uh, just a parting thought or piece of advice for us to take away. Um, I suppose, yeah, I think I thought about this one and I think it's that when things happen to you in life, you can feel really out of control. But what I've learned is you're actually completely in control because you're in control of your reaction to a situation. And I think that's a really powerful thing. And there, I've never... I met a lady one day who told me about this and I've never looked up the book so you could look it up but it's it, there's in any situation there's a green plate and a red plate okay. and you're, it's your choice whether to get on the green plate or the red plate and I've always chosen the green plate so it's like it when things are hard you still have a choice you know Brilliant. yeah I'm all, I'm with you. I'm on the green plate with you. You are that's, definitely that's absolutely 100%. Yeah. Dee, thank you so Thanks much. So much. I've I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, brilliant. Take thank it. you. Bye.